0: Blessings to you on this Rose Sunday in the holy season of Lent as we make our journey with Jesus Christ through this season to his passion, death, and resurrection. Just who is it with whom we walk? Who is this Jesus who will go to the cross for us, who will confront sin and death himself in the flesh, who shall be raised on the third day in victory over sin and death. Who is this Jesus? We continue our teaching series on the Nicene Creed. and The Creed makes it clear to us by clarifying or fleshing out the faith which God himself has revealed to us in Holy Scripture. Who is this Jesus? He is God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made. This is who it is, whom we call Lord. Jesus Christ is Emmanuel, truly God with us. God himself has come into the world in answer to our pleas, to be delivered from sin and death. God himself has come, and it's with God in the person of Jesus that we walk through this holy season of Lent. It is God in the person of Jesus who shall invite us to the table when he breaks the bread and blesses the cup and says, take, eat, this is my body. Take, drink, this is my blood. It is God in the person of Jesus who will go to the Garden of Gethsemane and there confront the greatest depths of human despair, It will be God in the person of Jesus who will cry to his Father, let this cup pass from me, if possible, but thy will, not mine, be done. It is our God in the flesh, in the person of Jesus, who shall be judged and scourged and handed over to be crucified who shall bear the weight of the cross. Upon that cross, the weight of our sin, our brokenness, our sufferings, our sorrows, our pains, our hurts, our loneliness, our regrets. All of these things God himself the person of Jesus came to confront so that these things need not be the final word over us, but life and salvation. God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made. I'm paraphrasing now, but one of the early church fathers said, What is concealed in the Old Testament is revealed in the New Testament. That is, God's revelation to us through His Word is the same in both the Old and in the New Testament. But what is concealed, that is, somewhat hidden, somewhat veiled in the Old Testament, is fully revealed and brought to light in the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so even in Genesis, chapter 1, verses 1 to 3, we hear the Word of God revealing, although, albeit in somewhat a a hidden way, the Trinity, that God is one And yet God is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God in three persons. In the beginning, that is before God created anything, before there was time, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, And the Spirit of God was moving over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And so God spoke. And so in verse 1, we see God the Father creating all things through His spoken word, His Son, from all eternity. And over the waters of the first creation, the old creation, the Spirit of God hovered. And so God reveals right from the beginning of his word that he is one God in three persons. In chapter 1, verse 26, God reveals even more fully as he continues to create and creates man in his image and likeness, that there is both a singularity in God, God is one, and a plurality in God. God is three persons. Verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And so we see that there's also a singularity In humanity, we are one. And yet, there's a plurality within us as well. We are many. and We are created male and female. And so, humankind is an icon that reflects not only the beauty of God, the creator, but both the singularity of God, that God is one, and the plurality of God, that God is three, And it goes on to say, and God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. And so God creates humanity in his image and likeness. And yet from our oneness come the many whom God loves. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, shortly following the fall of man, when mankind, not God, introduced sin, suffering, and death into his creation, so often people will say, Why did God create sin? Why did he create suffering? Why did he create death? And I'll say, God didn't. We did. We introduced sin, suffering, and death into his creation. And yet God did not abandon us to our sin. But rather, from the moment that we fell, he searched for us. Adam, where are you? He came looking for you and for me in our fallenness, in our brokenness, in our sin in order to punish us. No! In order to redeem us. In order to lift us up, to raise us up out of sin and death, to deliver us from the consequence of having turned from Him. For God is life, and having turned from Him, we embrace death. God is light, and having turned from Him, we embrace the darkness. God is truth, and having turned from him, we embrace the lie. But he did not abandon us. Immediately he searches for us, and he promises us that he will send a Savior. Genesis three fifteen, I will put enmity between you and the woman, he says to the serpent. Between you, Satan, and the woman, Not Eve, but Mary. And between your seed, that is sin and death, and her seed, that is Jesus, our salvation, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. A foreshadowing of the sufferings of Christ on the cross and his victory over the enemy and over sin and death. This is promised again many times, but particularly in Isaiah chapter 7, beginning at verse 14. This is known as the sign of Emmanuel, and God promises to send a Savior. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Indeed, our Lord Jesus Christ, the second person of the Holy Trinity, became man because he loves us. The Father sent him into the world not to condemn the world but to save the world. John 3:17. So let's put that a different way. John 3:17. God did not send his son Jesus Christ into the world to condemn you but to save you. Not to punish you but to heal you. Not to tear you down, but to raise you up and to deliver you from sin and death, that these things need not be the final word over us in this world. In John chapter one, in John's gospel narrative he retells the creation story in light of the fullness of God's revelation in His Son, Jesus Christ. And he says, in the beginning, that is, right when God was first creating time and all things, visible and invisible, known and unknown, the heavens and the earth, in the beginning was the Word. Now, the Word of God, the Father, is the Son. So in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So let me paraphrase this so we can more fully understand. In the beginning, before, or at the very moment that God is creating all things, in the beginning was the Son of God. And the Son of God was with God the Father. And the Son of God is God. The Son of God was in the beginning with God the Father. All things were made through the Son of God. And without him was not anything made that was made. In the Son was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not Overcome it. In Colossians, well, first in Philippians chapter 2, it says in verse 5 Have this mind among yourselves which was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. So although he is fully equal to God the Father, he did not exploit that, but rather humbled himself in order to become one of us, in order to confront sin and death himself in the flesh. He did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, Being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. Even death on a cross. And then Colossians chapter 1, beginning at verse 16. It says, "...for in him," that is, in the Son, in our Lord Jesus, "...all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or authorities." Those are various choirs of angels and spirits. "...all things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together." He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that is, the first to be resurrected in victory over sin and suffering and death. And we partake even now with Him in that victory through our life in Him and through word and sacrament. That in everything He might be preeminent, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. All the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten Son of God. My dear friends, as we recite these words in a moment, and that's your hint that the sermon is about to end. As we say these words, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, that is, he is not part of creation. Through him the Father created all things, and apart from him was not anything created that was created So begotten from all eternity, but not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made. As we say these words, let us remember that to know Jesus is to know God. And that God so loves you that he came himself. Because every time you have cried out to him, every tear you have shed, every time your heart has broken, every time you failed to understand things, God heard your prayers from all eternity. And he came in response to you. As one person said to me a long time ago, Michael, even if you were the only human being to exist, God still would have come into this world in the person of Jesus Christ. Because he loves you, and he will not abandon you to sin, suffering, and death. God of God, light of light, very God of very God. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel. Amen.